0: Good morning. I feel very happy today. Number one reason is you, seeing you all today this morning in the church. Second reason is my head. You might wonder what is wrong with my head. Um, normally I trim my my little bit of hair I have in my on my head. So today I shaved my hair, took a razor and just shaved it. It feels so smooth, you know. So I can't stop playing with my head. And I realized it's actually, you know, increases your blood flow and stimulates your brain. So I'm going to give you a long, windy sermon today (laughs) because of that. So it's a quite interesting gospel passage where we have a, a group of Greeks come to see Jesus. John, who wrote the gospel, how spiritualized this. They came to worship. But all the probability is that they came to warn Jesus of the danger that surround him. You know, at that time of Jesus, the Greece, the country, and the people were so broad-minded, open-minded, you can speak anything, do anything, and they understand, very modern in outlook. Like, for example, the Greek great philosopher Socrates and all kind of people were there. And uh, interestingly, they said, these people must have come to Jesus to tell him, please, flee to Egypt, flee to Greece, so you'll have a happy place there. You don't need to be here. The time of Jesus, the Jewish land, of course, there was freedom. It was constrained and curtailed. So that is one of the reasons Jesus was always attacked by the Pharisees and Sadducees and the police. When he did a miracle, they came to tell him, you can't do this. When he spoke openly, they told him, you cannot say this, you are blaspheming. All sorts of things were leveled upon Jesus, actually, you know. So this is what happens now from this Sunday. We have coming Sunday is Palm Sunday. Then, of course, Jesus being arrested and all those stories being enacted into our lives to the church, the liturgy. So, Jewish land had freedom. It's like Idi Amin. Idi Amin used to be a dictator, ruled uh, uh, Uganda for many, many years. Um, And he used to say, in my country, I guarantee you freedom of speech, but I cannot guarantee you freedom after speech. You know, that's exactly what's happening at that time in Jewish land. So Jesus, in fact, tells these people and his disciples that his hour has come and he has chosen to face it. He is not going to run away from the reality. I'm not going to plead with anybody, both human and divine. I'm going to face it. That's my destiny. So today, as we celebrate Discipleship Sunday, in fact, this is one of the qualities of a disciple, to accept what God wants us to have in our life. Accept it without grumbling, without agitating. Now, I'm going to bring up a couple of people to illustrate this point Number one is Catherine Marshall. Catherine Marshall is an American writer. I think she was born in 1914 or something and died here in uh, Florida, uh, 1983, Boynton Beach. Her husband is a famous preacher and a minister, Peter Marshall. She's a fiction and non-fiction writer. Also, she has written many inspirational stories. In one of her writings, an article called When We Dare to Trust God. When We Dare to Trust God. She talks about her own life. She was bedbound, sick, with a lung problem. And she said it was so perennial for a while and she, she took so much of medication and uh, met a number of doctors, but she wasn't healed. She was so depressed and frustrated because of this sickness. She said that at her hospital bed one day somebody gave it her a pamphlet about a missionary lady, a woman, who had been suffering for long eight years with an unknown sickness. And this lady was so upset, angry, frustrated with everybody including God. And in that pamphlet it says, one day in desperation she cried out to God, All right. I give up. If you want me to be invalid, that's your business. Within two weeks of time, the missionary lady was fully recovered. So Catherine Marshall did not much worry about this pamphlet. But later on in the week, she read this again. And one day, in a fine morning, she cried out to God in the words similar to those in the missionary lady spoke to God. She said, God, I'm tired of asking you for health. You decide if you want me sick or healthy. You decide if you want me sick or healthy. The story of missionary woman and the story of Catherine Marshall illustrate what Jesus is talking about in today's Gospel. They explain, they pictures or illustrate teaching of Jesus that unless a grain of wheat dies, it cannot bear fruit. Or put it in another way, unless we die to our own will, we cannot bear fruit to God. If the missionary lady did not die to her will and said, All right, God, I give up. I tried, but I'm giving up now and probably she would have remained invalid. And had Catherine Marshall not died herself, God, you decide what you want, she would have probably remained sick and unhealthy all the time. They had the humility to say, God, you take control of my life because you are my master. The story of the missionary story and Catherine Marshall remind us of the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. During his agony, there he cried out to God, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Luke chapter 22, 42. So these stories of a missionary woman and uh, Catherine Marshall and Jesus all teach us the same lesson. They teach us that we must be willing to die to our own will if we wish to bear fruit for God. They teach us that we must be willing to trust God and put ourselves in His hands if we wish to gain eternal life. Now, how do we apply these stories, gospel and these two stories of Catherine Marshall and uh, and, uh, and, uh, this missionary woman, into our life concretely and tangibly? I'm just going to give you a few examples, few probable uh, probabilities or possibilities. Number one, just think about you have a marriage issue and… Uh, but we are so proud to ask any help from outside. We think we can sort out. For outside world, you are Mr. and Mrs. Happy, but when you go into your house, you are Mr. and Mrs. unhappy. But we are proud to not ask any help. So, dying to our will means asking help from outside and say, okay, we have a problem. We need to sort it out. And if we continue with this problem, our marriage is at stake. We are probably going to lose our marriage, divorce, and all that can be part of it. So, let me... Be humble and say, I'm going to seek help. Another example, suppose one of your friends comes to tell you that you have a drinking problem or a drug problem, how would you deal with it? Most time people would say, no, 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 I don't have any problem, I'm fine, I can manage. It is your assumption or you are just assuming it, your imagination. But most of the time people have problems, they won't admit it. But of course, friends can see that your life is actually going down in a spiraling way and uh, you are not doing your duty, you are fighting at home with your wife and children, also with the friends outside, but cannot seek any help. You know, talking about uh, drinking problem and how people can make excuses is a real story. Uh, A couple of years ago, in my previous parish in Cape Town, I remember after Sunday Mass, a lady came to me, her name is... I still remember she was part of a a group called Legion of Mary, Uh, Ursula, her name. She said, Father, please come to my house and talk to my husband. He drinks like a fish, you know. So please come. The situation has become unbearable. We need help. So she told me, don't come in the afternoon because you can't talk to him, he'll be dancing rock and roll, you know. So, come in the morning. So I went in the morning and uh, I still remember his name was Adrian. Adrian sitting and having a cup of coffee and a very nice man. And we spoke for a while, simple things, and uh, then I put the stuff in front of him about his drinking problem and he told me, Father, I don't drink. I don't drink. I drink sometimes. That is when I'm happy. Most people drink to become happy. So he only drinks when he is happy. So I told him, how do you become happy? He said, you know, Father, I become happy when I meet my friend Peter. Peter is good friend of mine. So when we see each other, we are so happy. Then we drink. The problem is, I see Peter every day. So excuses sometimes, So sometimes we have to cut down this excuse and say, I have a problem, I need help. So once we seek the help, we should be able to deal with the situation. Second is third uh, possibility that uh, maybe a family member or friend has hurt you and you have so much of grudge and anger and forgiveness within you. So dying to a will means forgiving that person from the heart and treating him or her with a love. Again, So dying to our will isn't easy. No one said it is or it was. It's difficult. And for both missionary woman and Catherine and as well as Jesus, it's a difficult thing to do. But they did. So the good news in today's reading is that we can do the same. We can follow the example of missionary woman, Catherine Marshall and of Jesus. We too can bear much fruit for God. May have the struggle as the missionary and Catherine Marshall did, or we may have to endure agony as Jesus did. But if we do, we too will bear fruit for God and gain eternal life. The important thing is to put our lives in God's hands in complete trust and complete faith. The important thing is to let go of our lives and let God do with them whatever he wishes. And so, this is the good news contained in today's gospel. It is the good news that if we imitate the grain of wheat and die to ourselves, we too will bear much fruit. And let us conclude uh, this, my short sermon with a little prayer. God our Father, as we prepare to break the bread together, help us realize that had not the grains of wheat been ground into flour and had not the individual grapes been crushed into juice, we would not be able to share this holy meal together. Help us imitate the wheat and the grapes and offer our lives to you for whatever use you wish to make of them. Amen.